Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome, welcome. To the table. To the table. The bread and wine table. Bless God. Uh, I am Seth, and we're joined by Carl. Hola, hola, hola. And it's been a month since we've last uh, slapped the podcast down, so (laughs) we're certainly glad to be back, and sorry it took so long. Uh, Life has been... um, Full. Very full lately, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, And and actually, we're going to dive in... Ah, dude, I can't stand when people say dive in, so... I'm going to retract that statement. I'm diving in. I'm going deep. <laughs> like, why does every time we get into the Bible, why do we have to say, we're just going to dive into Matthew 6? Like, can we just not say dive in? So, why don't you like dive in? I don't know, dude. It's just, why do we say that? I All don't the, know. I don't know, man. I like it because I mean, it makes me think of like living water and like diving in okay. deep, like deep calls to deep. Maybe it's just a personal thing I need to get over. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're going to. Hmm extrapolate (laughs) what the Lord has been speaking to us, especially about the science of the times and in wake of what's happening in Israel right now, especially, but also just what's happening uh, in our hearts and what the word of the Lord is to us for the body specifically. And uh, yeah, there's a lot we can share on that, but we aren't sure exactly where this podcast is going to go, so we invite you to join the ride and take a take a wonderful journey with us into the depths of what God has been saying to our lives. Uh, and maybe He'll be speaking to you through that as well. But uh, yeah, Carl, what? Uh, let's start with you. What What is some of the you know revelations God has been speaking to you lately about the body of Christ and what He's doing on the earth? Yeah, dude, that's such a deep question. Um, let's dive in. Mm, there it <laughs> is. <laughs> Just kidding. Let's let's unpack that. And I guess um, in, in a lot of times, like you know that scripture that says, like, don't be surprised when you're going through these trials um, because the same things are being experienced by your brethren, like all across the world. And so, just to give like. Um, I guess, context for how I come to these conclusions of like, what is the Lord saying to the body? Um, A lot of times I I do take my own personal like experiences with the Lord and like some of the, you know, trials or struggles I'm going through and then, um, you know, share that and say like, hey, I feel like this could be for other people as well, because I think that's what we have to do as the body, like to walk together, to um, constantly be in communion and fellowship and saying like, Hey, this is what the Lord's walking me through. And the reason he walks us through those things is so that we can walk with one another through those things. Um, so specifically, um, let's see, man. So this year for me has been, has been challenging to just be totally transparent in the sense of there's been a lot of growth taking place that has been very uncomfortable And before this year took place, I was in a place where I was very comfortable. Um, And and so I'm starting there um, to say, I really do feel like that that the Lord really is shaking everything that can be shaken in our lives as his sons and as his daughters, as his followers and saying, hey, um, I need you to come up here. Um, I need you to come up here and, and, and let go the arm of the flesh in your life. If there's any areas in our lives that we are relying on our own strength for, Um, or even trying to take uh, glory for ourselves in, I feel like the Lord, for those who are choosing to abide and and, and get low, um, 
in the sense of going low to lift him high, like making little of ourselves and much of him. Um, I just feel like there's a shaking taking place right now. Um, I, I do feel like the events happening with Israel are kind of um, waking us up as well to this reality. Um, I was I was just listening to a word actually yesterday, and one of the things that uh, he was sharing about was essentially how there's grace in every season. Sometimes there's grace for us to enjoy the seasons of life that we're in and praise God. There are many people who, who are walking in that grace right now. And they're just like, man, like life is so, is so enjoyable right now with the Lord. Like I've given him everything and he's really walking with me through this uh, chapter. And um, there's a grace right now to enjoy this chapter that I'm in. And that is a grace that God gives. There's also a grace to endure what you're walking through and to persevere and find endurance even in the midst of suffering or trials or tribulations or challenging things that we're walking through in life. Um, as we grow in the Lord, as we grow in life, like we face new things and we face um, parts of even ourselves or, or, or our past that we have never faced before with the Lord. And so he gives us a grace to grow in those areas because we have to remember that one plants, one sows, um, but it is God who causes the growth at the end of the day. And when he's causing growth in our lives, sometimes it feels very uncomfortable, like stretching. And, and in those in those times, in those seasons, there there's a grace that he gives for us to endure. And so um, I'll, I'll just start there. I'll drop that. And um, I'm thankful that God has given many of us the grace to endure um, in this season right now. Amen. On that, too, I'll say two things that I think are connected as far as the words of the Lord for this, really this year, this chapter. Uh, one being, it's been a year of laying foundations. Uh, mm. and, and I've seen that just for a lot of people that there's been a lot, and foundation laying is hard, right? Uh, you know, it's you have to cultivate the ground, you have to plow the ground, you have to get rid of the rocks and the trees and the stumps and everything else that uh, would be underground there that all the roots, you know, you have to wow. get ready to lay a foundation and the foundation is really the most important part of a house. Uh, Jesus is the cornerstone, right? So this is the most important part of the house. The wise man built his house on the rock and foundation laying is hard because you have to get rid of all the stuff that can't be there in order to lay the foundation. <clears throat> and then once the foundation is ready to go, then you can build the house. So I think this year has been a really big foundational year for many things, for people's lives, for people's ministries, for people's careers. And uh, at least this year has been a year for setting up, I believe, what's to come. Um, and in combination with that, I think it's also been a year of discerning the real from the fake. And I, I really believe that God is, he's it's going to happen more and more as we get closer to his return is the real is going to be e more easily discernible from the fake. And the people that desire real, the people that desire authenticity, that truly love and worship Jesus, it will become more evident who his lovers are and who his lovers are not. Wow. Uh, who is awake and who is asleep. Uh, and that will come through fire. You know, that's going to come through persecutions, through trials, through tribulations, through hardships. But I think these two are intimately interwoven and connected that foundations of authenticity uh, have to be 
laid. And we've even seen that in our in our house church that uh, roots uh, have to be grown. So there's there has to be some shoots that have to sprout from that seed in order for the plant to grow wow. and produce fruit. And so what I think the Lord is, has been doing on the earth for many years is growing those roots and growing those foundations. Uh, and e- even as we have all these prophecies and all these words from uh, many people in, in kind of the charismatic world, especially the Bob Jones prophecy uh, that there would be a billion soul harvest and, and all the signs and wonders that have been poured out from that prophecy and in conjunction with so many others, is there's this great feeling at least in, in our camps in the body of Christ that we know about and that we're connected with, that there is a harvest coming. Yeah. That there is this great salvation coming to the earth, uh, which we would call the fullness of the Gentiles. That, uh, you know, Romans 11 says that the hardness of the Jewish people's hearts is there until the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. And so I believe that what is shaking in Israel right now is actually going to lead to a global awakening in some sense, and that uh, the Lord has been preparing this from the foundations of the world to pour out uh, His love and uh, His salvation in a measure unlike we've ever seen before on the globe. And I do believe that that is coming, and I do believe that that's uh, that what's happening in Israel. Whenever there's a war in Israel, whenever something happens uh, of this magnitude, and this is a magnitude unlike we've seen since the Holocaust, right? What's happening to God's people and what has happened to God's people. Um, there's always a pouring out uh, afterwards, after the fact. There's a pouring out of God's spirit, of revelation, of wisdom and knowledge. And, and so I think this is a sign to us that something great is coming. Um, and I'm certainly looking forward to that and ready to catch that wave. And so um, to me, the Lord is also saying, get ready, get ready. Uh, the authentic ones, the ones that really want it, mm. that actually desire it, uh, are, are going to catch it and are going to be part of it. Um, and I think that number is growing by the day, you know. Yeah, bro. Um, I was going to see if you could, if you could unpack a little bit more of like what you're talking about when you're talking about the real versus fake, because I'm right there. Like I'm, I'm with you. Um, I I understand you're you're talking about like the difference between, um, the real and fake when it comes to really loving Jesus. You're talking about the difference between like really being a laid down lover of the Lord and someone who's just going through the motions. Maybe that looks like religion. Um, maybe that looks like, um, being comfortable even. Um, and, and yeah, dude, like what, what are some of the things that like we should look out for in order to like stay in tune with the real or how, how do we stay in that place of being real with the Lord? To me, it's as simple as for those who want to follow me, you must pick up your cross daily and die on it and follow me. Uh, and so sacrifice is part of that. Uh, being completely laid down for nothing else but Jesus and following him with every part of your life. And, and that's that's just so evident who is doing that and who isn't doing that. Who is dying on the cross and saying, my life matters not but for the son of man and what he's done and what he's doing on the earth. That is why my life matters. Uh, And so I think to start, 
that that is one way that yeah. we can tell who is real and who is fake, who's going through the motions, who's playing church, and who is actually preparing themselves for this bridegroom. Yeah, bro. Wow. And and my spirit really does testify with what you just said. The Lord gave me a scripture when you were talking earlier about laying the foundations and how it has been a year of laying foundations, right? Like removing the old, um, removing the old things that, that won't stand in the fire and the testing one day when we stand before the Lord, all the works that we've done, all the things that we've built. Not everything will stand is what we read that, that will be refined by fire and only the things that we've done from a place of purity will stand. And, um, anyway, I'm just going to read this scripture out of John 12, uh, starting in 23. Uh, it says in Jesus answered them, the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. And and specifically, like with that um, uh, uh, verse 24, where it says, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. And, and man, we cannot build uh, without each other. We cannot build alone. We can't remain alone. We have to go into the earth. We have to die so that we can produce much fruit. Um, and and I, I do also, I'm reminded of like the family of God and the foundations that we're laying uh, when I read that scripture, how we have to have deep roots. We have to cultivate that ground that we're building on. Um, and yeah, that takes commitment. It takes dedication. It takes endurance. It takes all those things, man. Amen. And you were uh, referencing a story in the scriptures, Matthew 25 earlier, uh, about the 10 virgins who, uh, yeah, we probably all know the story, but I'll just recap it. So there's 10 virgins that are waiting for this bridegroom and they all have lamps and these lamps are burning and they have to have oil for these lamps. But the 10 virgins were all asleep, right? Which we were curious that all of them were asleep, but five of them had oil for the, for their lamps. The other five did not. And so they, they begged the other five that had oil, please give us some of your oil. And the five say, no, get your own oil. And what ends up happening is they run off to try to find some oil and they actually miss when the bridegroom arrives and those other five who did have their oil, they're permitted into this great wedding feast and banquet. The other five come back and uh, it's too late, right? The door has been shut and they beg the groom, please let us in, please let us in. And he says, I, I don't know you. Uh, and so it's this uh, you know, shocking kind of story about five who were ready and five who were not. But all of them were asleep in some capacity. And I think what we're going to be seeing on the earth is a great waking up to the truth about the gospel, to the truth about uh, who Jesus is. And the difference will be who has oil and who doesn't. Um, who is burning for the Lord? Who is on fire, if so to speak, for Jesus, like we always say? Who is communing with God? Who is loving the Holy Spirit, who is obeying Jesus in their life and truly following him um, versus who is not. And uh, I, I, I believe that that divide, that great divide, 
is coming. And so now is the time uh, to begin cultivating deep wells of relationship with Jesus. Yes, bro. I really believe that. And Israel, what's happening now, um, it is shaking. It is shaking not just Israel. It's shaking the globe. Right. The whole world's eyes are on Israel right now. This tiny piece of land in the Middle East that has been fought over for centuries and centuries and centuries. This tiny little nation that uh, has, (laughs) you know, this mighty army because of the Lord whose enemies from all sides want to destroy them and annihilate them. But yet this tiny nation remains. Wow. And it's only by the Lord. And this tiny nation of whom our Messiah and Savior Jesus was given to the world through their descent and lineage. And Jesus is Jewish and he's still Jewish. Right. Um, And so I just say that to say, care about what's happening in Israel right now because it's on God's heart. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for its blessing. Um, And God's judgment will surely uh, be fulfilled and his vengeance will be fulfilled. And just as we see all throughout the Old Testament, God judges his people, but they come out refined and loving him. Um, And so just like there's been a shaking in Israel, the whole earth is going to be shaken right and is being shaken and that process is starting now with earthquakes happening all over the world Uh, we saw some of the shaking with covid we're gonna see more shakings and rumblings and it is to prove who really is this king's bride Uh, and so that that's a that's a time and there's a time right now to get ready um, for all these shakings and events yeah, yeah, dude, absolutely. And like understanding the Jewishness of Jesus, I feel like has been another theme that that has been happening in our own lives. And honestly, like in the context of everything that's happening in the world right now, like we just listened to that word recently where a brother in the Lord was preaching and he was sharing basically like in the last days, like, yes, there will be persecution that comes from sharing the gospel because the gospel is offensive to many people, but that many people will be persecuted and, and give up their lives because we stand with Israel because we're standing with Jesus, we're standing with his people, you know, um, there, there is anti-Israel happening all over the world and people are literally willing to, um, kill over this, um, topic. And, and it's a crazy thing, man, um, that, that we have to, I guess, you know, just be prepared for and ask the Lord for, for his grace with, um, man, there's so many things that were coming to mind when you were sharing. Um, I'm trying to pick it back up. Um, I, I did want to hit really quick on the, uh, Matthew 25, um, thing that you were briefly bringing up because, you know, um, I've heard it said a lot of times and I think this is really accurate. If you want to, um, see where God is trying to move in your life, or if you want, if you're wanting to hear what God is saying over your life, you can look at where the enemy is speaking or what the enemy is doing and essentially look at the exact opposite and, um, you know, just, just take that as like, okay. If the enemy's coming at me in this area, let me look at the exact opposite. And and um, there's a documentary that that we've watched, and I know has impacted a lot of people in our community, in our family, um, called "A Sheep Among Wolves." There's a documentary called "Sheep Among Wolves," and in that documentary, there's a story that's shared about this family that that moves over to America from 
Iran, Iran, and it's a husband and wife, and they bring their kids over, and they're here for a short period of time, and, and, and they leave the persecution that they're going through in Iran, and, and this wife says to her husband, she goes to her husband and says, honey, like, we have to get back. We have to get back to Iran, and he's like, what are you talking about? Like, we're safe here. Why, why would you want to why would you want to leave here? And she said to him something so profound. She said, there is a satanic lullaby being sung over the church in America. And I would rather face persecution than fall asleep. Mm. And bro, when I heard that, it slapped me so hard. It was so convicting. I'm like, whoa, okay. There's something to this, right? Like she's she she would rather face persecution than fall asleep because she understands um, that that the Lord is coming soon, that the Spirit and the Bride are saying, "Come quickly," and that that He will come. And in this parable that we're talking about in Matthew twenty-five, it is. It says that the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. So the first thing that's interesting is there's ten virgins here, and 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 uh, in the Greek, the the word um, virgin points to someone who has set themselves apart. Or consecrated themselves. So this is not talking about the church and not the church. This is talking about, as far as I understand, the ten virgins are all consecrated, right? And they all went to meet the bridegroom, right? So they're all expecting the bridegroom to come. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, this is interesting. As the bridegroom was delayed in verse 5, they all became drowsy and slept. So five wise virgins became drowsy and slept. Five foolish virgins became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. So they all got up. Five wise, five unwise. They all got up. They all trimmed their lamps. They all did the last thing to get prepared. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And it's just, it, it's crazy to me how the, the only difference is some have oil, some don't. They both fell asleep. They both got up to trim their lamps. They, they both were expecting the bridegroom to come and it just speaks speaks to the importance of staying awake and, and staying full of oil. Um, and, and, and maybe maybe how we stay awake is that we keep our, 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 our flasks full of oil. We continue to cultivate that intimacy with the Lord. And I do feel like there is a huge call in the body of Christ right now to cultivate that intimacy Cultivate it in the secret place. Go into your innermost room. Shut the door and pray. And your Father who is in heaven will see you in secret and reward you in public. I can't think of a better reward than the Lord giving me oil in the secret place so that when the bridegroom comes, I'm ready and my lamp will not burn out. And I have felt such an attack against the body of Christ to go to sleep in America, specifically in our community. I, I We had a brother who's... Um, who reached out to me this morning, and I'm not going to mention his name because that's not important. But I do think that 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 there are people who are saying, "Man, like, I I I need prayer right now. Like, I need I need to be strengthened in the Lord. Like, I need more oil. I need to I need to seek the Lord and make sure that what I have with Him is real." 
and, and, and cultivate something like Seth was saying earlier, something real. I cannot go through the motions anymore. These are not the days or the times for us to go through the motions. And if you find yourself going through the motions, you need to go into your innermost room. You need to spend time with the Lord and say, Lord, how can I cultivate this intimacy? God, do not let my love for you burn out. And this is something that I have been crying out for, man, for a little while now as well. I think there's a lot of us in the body of Christ that the Lord is calling back to this place of first love, of intimacy. Mm. Um, Even Derek just released that song, First Love, man. Uh, DS will rock for Jesus. And, and, And man... It's spot on. It's spot on. It's spot on. And, and and we have to be walking in community to hear the word of the Lord clearly because he will affirm his word. And sometimes when it feels like he's not speaking, um, he's just waiting on us to, to meet with him and go back to the last thing that we heard. Um, but yeah, man, I, I really do. I, I feel like there's a call to uh, watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And specifically in that scripture, it says day nor hour. So we might not know the specific day. We might not know the specific hour. But I do think that because of the scriptures and because of the spirit of God and the signs of the times, we can stay awake and see the times that we're living in to get ready, hmm. to get ready, to get ready. And so that's that's been something that's been stirring in me this morning for sure, man. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are so busy busy polishing the outside of the lamp that they're not caring about what really matters is what's inside the lamp. That what really matters is the oil inside the lamp. What really matters is the fire inside the lamp. Uh, and we're so busy polishing our lives. If the lamp is representative of our life, we're trying to polish it, polish it, polish it, polish it, make it clean, make it look good, make it look pretty. Let me get my ducks in a row. Um, let me look appealing um, to other churches, or let me get my let me make sure my ministry looks good on the outside. Let me sure that I make sure that I'm mm. you know making the right uh, things look good according to how my culture thinks that good church people should act, or what good church things are people should do, or maybe I should serve in this capacity. Maybe I should open the door for my church in the mornings, and and I'll, I'll just keep polishing my lamp, and hopefully I'll get approved. But if you notice in this story, there's it's it's has nothing to do about the lamp itself. It has to do with the oil of the lamp, and is the lamp burning? Is there still a light in the lamp? Wow. The the the, wow. the lamp itself is not it. It's the light inside the lamp, and we're so concerned about oh, what does my lamp look like? Wow, dude! Wow, uh, wow, wow! Bro. That it's it's not about Whew. that. Um, because honestly, like if a lamp burns, it's probably going to get some like discoloration on it. Mm. Um, but that's just because it's being, it's being burned. It's being used. It's, it's how it's, it's being used, how it's supposed to Jesus. be used. Um, and yeah, the fire inside of it is, is what's important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so yeah, that parable to me is a sign of the times right now. Yeah. Um, it's it's imperative. Uh, and even that whole Matthew 24 through 25, that whole, uh, those whole two chapters, I would encourage anyone um, who is trying to kind of catch this wave of what the Lord is speaking right now. I think those two chapters are actually saying a lot um, for what it looks like to be prepared for his return. Jesus. Because I'm not on here saying that, this war in Israel is, is uh, you know, the, happening, and it's it's the end times are here. Like I'm not saying that, 
But what I am saying is these are certainly labor pains that could very well be leading up to the end. Uh, right. Very well could be. Um, so it's, again, when we see these things, it's easy to get scared or afraid or uh, to be confused or, or to have sharp reactions or 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 even sometimes the reaction is just to be numb and, and forget about it completely and be like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, I don't want this to touch my life. But my, my encouragement would be let it touch your life. Let it touch your life. Read the stories of what's happening. Read the gruesome acts. Like watch it, look at it, feel it, sense it. Because the Lord is doing something on the earth. And we need to feel these things. We need to see these things. We need to hear them because it's, what is going to prepare our hearts? Uh, and the Lord moves in mysterious ways. His thoughts are greater than our thoughts, right? And the things he's doing on the earth are important to stay in tune with, uh, to be aware of, to understand what's prophetically happening. And, and this, this happens all throughout the Old Testament, right? We see all the prophets saying, you know, Jeremiah, Isaiah, here's what the Lord is doing. Here's what the Lord is saying. But the people's hearts and minds and eyes refuse to look at what's in front of them. And they just hold on to their idealistic dreams of, you know, the Lord will take care of us. The Lord will protect us. The Lord, you know, these just these dreams and, and prophecies that, that aren't even true. Uh, and what Isaiah was saying, what Jeremiah was saying is the Lord's judgment is coming. You need to repent and turn back to him. You need to light your fire. You need to get the oil. Wow. And so these times we need to pay attention, pay attention, wake up, pay attention, wake up, pay attention because the Lord is speaking to the earth and we need to understand what he's speaking so that we can be a part of it and not on the sidelines. Amen. Bro, while you were speaking, I feel like I just caught something as well. Um, just you were talking about the lamps and, and, and all that. And that scripture came to mind where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And in these days that we're living in, I think that God is releasing a grace um, on the body of Christ, on the bride of Christ to burn brightly, to burn brightly, to burn brightly. And I don't know about you, but like if I'm running low on fuel in my car, I'm probably not going to gas it to the limits and drive it, you know, um, to, to the max, right. And rev up the engine mm. and all that stuff. And I think it's similar. Like when we don't have very much oil, we can almost be conservative with that oil of like, Ooh, I don't want to burn too bright. That oil might burn up. And I'm not saying we do that. Um, consciously, I think subconsciously sometimes it's like, Whew, well, if there's not that much fuel, like then the fire can't burn as hot as it could. But if I have an overflowing abundance of oil, mm. I'm not going to fret about how bright am I burning. We're supposed to be the bright and shining burning ones. Amen. And, and I feel like there is a grace in this hour that, that, that God is releasing an overflow and an abundance of oil. We just have to tap in and, and receive that grace from him so that we can burn brightly and not worry, ooh, am I going to burn too bright and, and let the, let the uh, fire burn out? I've heard that so many times. Don't get too comfortable burning bright. Don't get too comfortable burning hot. What a lie from the pits of hell that is. What a lie from the pits of hell that is. I, I heard that all the time. 
all the time when I first came to God. And I was burning. I was burning. I was yearning for more of the Lord. Don't get too comfortable, I would hear, because that's going to burn out. I rebuke such a lie in Jesus' name. That's not from God. That's not from God. That, that God has never said that. God is saying, come and buy oil. Come and buy oil. And I believe that there is a grace that God is releasing over the body to come and buy and have an overflow and an abundance of oil. We just have to tap in because he does want us to burn hot and burn bright in this hour so that the contrast between light and dark can be apparent and can be known. I often think of the Israelites in Egypt in in the um, plague of darkness where there was still light surrounding God's people that every Everywhere else was dark, but where the the people of God were, there was light, and it was as day, it says in the word. And so I feel like there's a grace that God's releasing in this hour for us to be bright and burning and shining ones. Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Amen. Yeah, and this isn't a new thing that we're talking about. This has been the same message for centuries and generations. I'll go all the way back to the book of Daniel. Daniel 12 says, Michael, uh, at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands watch over your people will rise up. There will be a time of distress such as never has occurred since nations came into being until that time. But at that time, all your people who are found written in the book will escape. Many who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to eternal life, some to disgrace and eternal contempt. Those who have insight will shine like the bright expanse of the heavens. And those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and Mm. ever. This is an old message. This is an old, old message. When shaking happens, people are awakened. Some will arise and shine their light. Others will fall off into darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. And as we approach greater and greater shakings, there is going to be a great divide on those who have burning lamps and on those who do not. And so the call that Carl is saying, the call to endure, the call to let your faith rise above your feelings, to let the word of God rise above the doubts and to stand on the truth and to pursue the Lord now while there is still time that you may kiss the son lest he be angry and execute his judgment on you on the earth. Kiss the son while there is still time lest he be angry. I think that's all I got. Amen. Yeah. And today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, as you did in the rebellion. Uh, I do feel like there's a grace for us to hear the word of the Lord right now as well, bro. And I was just hoping that you could um, pray for us um, in this area of just receiving God's grace to, to, to be full, to be burning, to stay awake, to stay in tune with everything happening in this hour and to receive the revelation of heavenly realities in the times we're in. Yes, Lord, bless your body. I pray now that your revelation and wisdom and knowledge of the times would go forth to the body of Christ. 
God, that as we catch these revelations, Lord, so would, so would the body as a whole. You will not let your body be unprepared for your coming. And so, Father, I pray, would you shake, would you do the shaking now, Lord? Bring the shaking, bring the shaking. That way we can know who was real and who was fake, Father. Would you make it happen quickly in its time, as you say, God? Do it quickly. Hasten the day of your coming, of your arrival, Lord, and hasten and accelerate our ability to be ready, Lord, to grow in knowledge, to grow in wisdom, to grow in revelation and understanding of the truth, that we may stand and not fall, that we may rise and shine and let our light be seen, Lord. As the darkness gets darker, the light will get brighter. And so arise and shine, for a light has come and a light for all nations will he be. So, Lord, I pray also bring revival Bring awakening to this earth, to this globe. Use the shakings, God, to bring the gospel to the ends of the earth, to bring in the fullness of the Gentiles so that your people may come to you as Messiah and which we will experience, it says, life from the dead when your people look upon the one they pierce and mourn and cry for you because they know that you are the Messiah, Lord. Make it happen quickly in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Until next time, guys, we love you. God bless you. Shalom.